0: My name is Sarah and this is Sarah in God's Time. So glad that you guys decided to choose or that you chose to be in this devotional again this week. Really excited because we're getting lots of questions from listeners now and whoa am I excited about this. So I'm going to jump right in. This week we have a listener who asked this question, on judgment day, will Satan have to answer for his actions like us? Now, he got this question, this listener got this question from Romans 14, 11, and 12. So, I'm going to read the whole thing. I got a couple notes to tell you about that particular section. And then we'll go into what it is that this entire Romans 14 is talking about in relationship to this this particular passage. So, it says, For the scriptures say... As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend to me, and every tongue will confess and give praise to God. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. Now, if you want to look at this, there's, there's a little quoted section there. Um, as surely as I live, says the Lord. And then ending with, uh, every tongue will confess and give praise to God. That is actually referencing, referring back to Isaiah 45, 23 and the Old Testament. And so this whole section here is addressing an issue that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks in the area of unity within the church. Okay, so here's how. The author of this letter is actually addressing an issue where multiple people are coming together with different backgrounds. Some of them are Jews that are turning Christian. Some of them are from uh, religions of other, well, they're of other religions. And so they never really were in the Jewish tradition and they never really were in the the Christian tradition. So now they're coming though and they're, they're hearing about Jesus and they're accepting this as truth and they're getting rid of all of their old ways or they are transitioning from the old way to the new way. Okay? So some of these people, more specifically those who are having issue with eating certain foods are and you can read this in the beginning sections here, they're having issues with eating certain foods or not. More specifically, about eating meat or not. Because these people who are coming from other religions did animal sacrifice, and they were concerned that the meat that they were going to be eating, buying from people in their communities and eating, was used in worship of false Gods, and this bothered them. That's one background. The other background here is talking about these these uh, believers that never really had that issue. They never really had that issue of eating f- foods that were used for false gods, worship of false gods. And so, some of them are saying, "Well, I can eat whatever I want to eat," and others are saying that is such a horrible thing because. That's causing me stress and, and questioning and concern about my new faith. And so what it is that's happening here is there's some of them who are condemning those who won't eat meat because you can eat whatever you want to eat. And others are saying, well, you shouldn't be eating that because they're, they're being used for worship of fake gods. And that's causing me trouble So what it is that is going on here is the answer to this question is in Romans 14. And there's a couple others, like what day to worship, and others like um, whether or not you should drink wine. And I'm going to use an example of alcohol here in a minute, too. But it says, some believe it's all right to eat anything while others will eat only vegetables. And that's 14, too, if you want to read that. So if someone thinks that it's wrong to eat certain foods because of past experiences, then to that person, it is wrong. And I'm going to jump ahead to the end of 14, where it says, if you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. So an example from today's world might be, Some people have had a background where they have been consumed by drinking alcohol. Like I said, I was going to use this as an example. Other people have never had that issue before and say they don't believe that drinking alcohol in moderation is a bad thing. You can see the conflict here. So, what it is that we're told to do here today is... We're told in our scripture reading, if you read the whole section, we're not to become a stumbling block. We're not to become something that will cause somebody else to stumble, to fall, to sin. We're not supposed to be that kind of... We're not supposed to be in a position where we are causing someone else to sin. And so since God accepts these people, we should not be condemning them. If these people who are not drinking alcohol or if these people who are not, um, they're not eating meat because they believe it's wrong, we as believers with other views should not be going against them and condemning them. God accepts them. Who are you or who am I? To condemn someone else's servant, they are responsible to the Lord. So let him judge whether they are right or wrong. That's 14, 3, and 4. So we don't have to be the judge of other people. That's not our place. That's not our job. Whenever it comes to minor differences. However... We should be living a life that is uplifting of other people and helping them to follow God more. And I hope that other people around me are doing the same. I hope that the people around me are wanting to uplift me and encourage me to do what God is calling me to do as well. And so it says, since each of us will give a personal account to God, let's stop condemning each other but instead decide to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. That's 14, 12, and 13. So, when it comes to eating meat at that time, the author of this letter was encouraging believers who didn't really see an issue with that, but knew that it was causing somebody else to stumble... He just said, look, just don't eat meat around them because that's causing them stress. It's causing them trouble. It's not doing good for either of you because you will still have to answer to God just like they will. And so in today's world, we can, we can relate that to drinking alcohol or not. If you are around somebody and you know that that person is having issue with with not drinking alcohol and they had a previous history of addiction, don't drink alcohol around them. Don't be that stumbling block. Don't cause them to sin or even think about the possibility of sinning because it's not as big of an issue for you as it is for them it says decide to live lives in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. We are to live a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude You will please God, and others will approve of you too. Try to build each other up. And that's 14, 17 through 19. So, I believe, based on scripture reading and study, that yes, we as believers, as all people... Everyone who has ever lived and who will ever live in the future will have to give an account of what they've done with their lives. But I don't believe that it's only recognizing that we have sinned. On Judgment Day, I don't believe that everything we will say are all things about ways that we have fallen short. I believe that as we trust in God... As we read our Bible and as we act on what we know God has told us to do, and as we live in love of God, specifically, as we trust that Christ died for us because of his love, and as we live into that truth, we will also have good things to share, to report on Judgment Day. And I think that those are things that God knows already, but he wants us to recognize as well. Yes, I fell short in these areas, but I trusted in God and I did my best to overcome those challenges with God's help. But also, look at all of these things that, that came from my trust and obedience in following Christ. Christ. And that's wonderful news. It's super exciting. Now, Satan has another direction. Satan has another uh, direction that he's heading in, opposite of the ones that we are are heading in. And so, next week in Romans or next week in Revelation, we are going to look at what it is that happens to Satan. And if you would like to, I'm going to be reading from Revelation, the last half of Revelation 19, all through Revelation 20. And I hope that if you are interested in this, you will read Romans for yourself. Romans 14 was today's. And I hope that you will, if you're interested, look ahead to this, these Revelation passages because, man, it gives us such hope and joy that God wins. It doesn't even come close whenever it comes to the book of Revelation in this battle, in this final war between God and Satan. It is spectacular. So I hope that you will read through these and I hope that you will be filled with excitement and joy about what it is that God is doing in your life and in the lives of those around you. That is all I have for you this week. I hope that this week is a wonderful week for you. I hope that you recognize God's presence in your life throughout the rest of this week. And I look forward to coming back and meeting with you again next week. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.